0: Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. As we have discussed previously on this program, being nice to your fellow human has become in recent months something that's ever more difficult to do. But it's good to know that at least one country has a handle on it. While we in America have heard stories about people who refuse to wear masks, coughing and spitting on those who call them out, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, I believe, in Saudi Arabia, they're not having any of that. Take, for instance, the man arrested in the northwest region of the country known as Hale. Authorities there caught him spitting on shopping cart handles in a grocery store. And after his arrest, prosecutors said his actions amount to first-degree murder because he was COVID-positive, And therefore, that crime, spitting on shopping carts, is punishable by death. In Saudi Arabia, be nice to others, or you'll be beheaded.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll show you, by golly. (laughs) Well, Cliff, before we get too far along, I need to announce this. It was on the uh, console this morning. Yeah. The following radio program is being broadcast live and in the flesh. (laughs) And some of that flesh was washed and deodorized. Some. Some. We'll let you take a guess as to which parts. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that was here this morning, Cliff. It was like a disclaimer or something.
0: Yeah. You,
1: you certainly didn't write that. I did not. No, I'm not that smart to write something <laughs> like that. wonder why they thought that was necessary. I don't know why the um, yeah. some parts, we could have just said, everything has been washed and deodorized. No.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, because sometimes... If things go bad, it's best just to not talk about them.
1: Reflecting, Cliff. That's what I was doing last night. Reflecting. Yes, I was perusing through Netflix, and one of the shows that I had watched, you know, it came back up if you'd like to watch that again, and Uh I sat there and stared at that thinking, who would have thought Tiger King would be the most normal part of the year 2020? (laughs) Because when I was watching it earlier in the year, I thought this yeah. is the craziest thing that could possibly right. ever happen.
0: And and now it's kind of, uh, I don't know, lame. It's kind of lame <laughs> right now,
1: yes. Cliff, something else I thought last night while I made yeah. some popcorn yeah. in the microwave oven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I bet you burn it. I did burn a little bit, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everybody shakes the bag when it's done. And I really don't know why we shake the bag. What's the point of doing that whenever you make popcorn? I know I caught myself doing it last night. It was done. I pull it out of the microwave. I shake it up like it's going to explode. I don't know why I'm doing that. Do you?
0: Is it because there's like flavoring in there along with the popcorn and you're trying to distribute the flavoring to all of the, uh, you know, all the popcorn? Is that it? I
1: have no idea. I was, I that mean, was... Not,
0: That's the only reason I can think of. Do you shake it? <laughs> I've been known to shake it. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> it could be said that the road this research team is about to head out on is going to be labeled a hard sell. Chelsea Wood is an assistant professor at the University of Washington's School of Aquatic and Fishery Sciences. And as part of a group of scientists releasing a plan to save a group of animals that they say are endangered on this planet. And while it's fairly easy to get the public to back a plan to save the whales or to not destroy the environment of the western lowland gorilla, or especially save that cute and seemingly cuddly panda, it's going to be a lot harder to get the public to back a plan to save the tapeworms. Yeah, those wiggly and slimy creatures that live inside the flesh of other animals. Scientists insist they're critical in the health of ecosystems the world over, although not mine. <laughs> By the way, not just the tapeworm. All parasites, according to Wood and her colleagues, deserve protection. Even the lowly nematomorpha that drills into the brain of a cricket and has the ability to manipulate the insect's behavior, basically forcing it to jump into the water and commit suicide so the parasite can then complete its life cycle.
1: That's almost devilish right there, Cliff. (laughs) You're right. I mean, it's like brain control. That's exactly what it is. I wonder if I've had one of those or two. (laughs) I feel like some mornings, Cliff, I'm not in control of what I'm doing. (laughs) I've got a tapeworm brain.
0: You've got a tapeworm in your brain.
1: Yeah. There's no doubt about it. When you wear a face mask, you get a lot of one-on-one time with your own breath. <laughs> Is that not true?
0: I never, I never really thought of it that way. I've <laughs> never smelled my right.
1: breath as much as I have within the last few weeks. And people, Cliff, by and large, aren't loving the breath smelling they're getting. Yeah. Over 57% of people surveyed said that they are brushing their teeth many, many times every day just to get away from their own bad breath. Which is probably also a good thing. That is a good thing. The (laughs) dentist will love you for that. And the survey also said, Cliff, that 81% of people say that bad breath is a turn-off. Oh, yeah. But that also means that 19% of people think bad breath is a turn-on, which is a little bit (laughs) nasty, Cliff. (laughs) I've never ran into one of those 19 percenters. Have you, Cliff? Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I can't say that I have because I'm generally not known for bad breath.
1: But you've never had anybody come up to you and say, you know, Mort over there yeah, has got the worst breath ever. And <laughs> I find that quite attractive about no, him.
0: No, no one's ever said that to me.
1: I've never. Well, no. I want to touch on uh, Speedos for just a moment. Okay, let me rephrase that. I don't really want to touch on them. I just want to talk about... I want to touch on Speed (laughs) up. That didn't come out right. That didn't come out right. I guess I should have said, Cliff, who decides what's in fashion and what isn't in fashion? Because...
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a... I don't think there's any one specific, you know, person. It's kind of just a movement.
1: Because right now, Cliff, somebody or whoever it is or the movement or whatever... Yeah, has decided that speedos are now in. Well, they are. <laughs> uh huh. It's the uh, all the rage, and I just got to thinking about that. Yeah. How many guys? I mean, yeah. really, Cliff? How many yeah. guys do you or I know that actually have the bodies that can pull off wearing a brief that's <laughs> that brief? I mean, <laughs> even a hint of a belly there, Cliff. Well, and it's going to hang over. You're going to look unfortunate, yes. Yeah, it's going to hang over
0: the top of your speedo.
1: I don't think I know a single man that I associate with, any cliff, (laughs) that can pull that brief off. That didn't come out right either. Well, yeah. (laughs) do you know you don't anyone? anyone you don't know anyone you'd want to see in a speedo i don't th- i can't think of anybody there's nobody that i know how about you cliff I I, you got a buddy a friend hand. an acquaintance i don't
0: I, I don't know i don't think so i mean i have i've met guys who might but i didn't really you know judge them on that that's not one of <laughs> your requirements for a friendship is no it's not yeah is how they would look in a speedo no that would not be me Okay. All right.
1: Well, I just I just want to say, Cliff, if there's this
0: is just a difficult conversation.
1: If, well, if there's any question, guys, in your mind yeah. as to whether you can get away with wearing one, any yeah. question at all, Maybe. you and, can't. Yeah. You know, you got to go and, into that with full knowledge that I can pull this off. Yeah, I'm I can look good in this. Don't pull it off. Okay, at seven twenty-five. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I should you not have went down that path, I don't think, Cliff.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, can we get a do-over there? <laughs> We'd usually, when one retires after serving a long time in any job, there's going to be, at the minimum, celebratory cake. But this unidentified in Fr- man in France got, well, he got more than what he was probably wanting on his last day of work. The 64-year-old man will call, Monsieur Unfortunate got a surprise on his last day of work at at this French defense contractor company and that was a ride in a Dassault Rafale fighter jet which would of course be the one that can go twice the speed of sound and climb to over 40,000 feet. Now normally when a civilian gets a ride in an aircraft of that capability there's a check out and safety briefing lasting several hours and a medical clearance as well. Monsieur unfortunately not, got to visit with the doctor, but the rest of that stuff, not so much. And that meant that Monsieur Unfortunate was not correctly instructed in proper passenger etiquette. I don't know why, perhaps they thought, hey, he works here, he probably just knows all this stuff anyway. Which he did not. Especially that one part about not touching that handle right there. And that's how, on his last day of work, Monsieur Unfortunate got to not only experience the Performance capabilities of the fighter jet, but also of the Martin Baker MK-16 ejection seat. (laughs) Boom! (laughs) And he's gone.
1: (laughs) Did he die? No, he's fine. Oh.
0: (laughs) He he departed the aircraft, but will recover.
1: (laughs) You think that pilot... I don't know. Do they have a rear view mirror in those things? I don't know what yeah, they got in there. They,
0: they, they have like a mirror so that the person in the front can see the person in the back.
1: Do you think he goes, this is going to go down on my permanent record. I've have lost a I've lost a passenger. <laughs> I need some information from our resident knowledge of number two man, Cliff Ingram. <laughs> okay. I read this morning, Cliff, that in Germany, there's a circus there. And, of course, the pandemic has caused, you know, circuses to shut down. They can't really go out and about and do their things like they have been. Yeah. But they're surviving this pandemic, this uh, Mm -hmm. circus is, by uh, selling lion and tiger poo. Okay. And people are wanting this stuff because it keeps other animals away from their garden. They sprinkle it around, animals come up, and they leave. I'm wondering mm. how animals know, though, Cliff, that that is something bad. Like, if you did that here in the United States to your dog, he would have never smelled that before in his life. He wouldn't know what that was. Is that not true? Resident well, I, I, number two. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think I'm an
0: expert on this? Yes,
1: well, yeah. Yeah, I think we've all heard you talk before.
0: I, I'm just guessing at this point is that, you know, the um, the the smell of the poop of a... Meat eater <laughs> is probably a universal smell that would warn away possible prey. How's that for an answer?
1: Your knowledge of two just amazes me, Cliff. <laughs> just...
0: <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm just i I'm just extrapolating a possible
1: theory based upon what I actually know about the topic of crap. You know, Cliff, it's kinda sad. I remember I really enjoyed it when I was in school. Of course, I'm talking about snow days when we yeah. didn't have to go well, to school well yeah and those mm-hmm. things are probably a thing of the past don't you think i mean well now I mean, we, we can go to school online like we have you know last spring some schools are going to do it I, now
0: i would well i mean even even before the pandemic kind of upended our world there were there were days that if we went over a certain number of snow days then they designated some of those days as online learning. So yeah, it's already you 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 get some snow days, but it, after a certain number, you're you're going to go to an online class.
1: Well, really, you wouldn't even need a snow day, would you? And I don't, I mean, don't think so. No, I mean, there's, unless there's you know unless there's some state
0: rule that says you know if we if you don't have a classroom open, we're going to cut your funding.
1: <laughs> well, that might that might change everybody's yeah. mind. And yeah. I saw yeah. this morning Cliff, at an Illinois school, yeah. a district in Illinois. Yeah. The students there, when they're going to do their online schooling this year, uh, mm-hmm. they um, have a lot of rules to follow. Well, they
0: do. They, do huh? they
1: are not allowed to wear pajamas <laughs> while they're <laughs> taking the online class. That would be kind of tough. What do you have to? What do you do, Cliff? I don't know. Yeah. I was never, you know, online schooled. Yeah. What would you have to do if you had to use the restroom, and that happens during a mm-hmm. class from time to time? I suppose you're going to have to ask for permission from the teacher. Do you upload like a picture of an outhouse or something to I don't, the teacher? I, don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean there's there's a there's a way to interrupt the online discussion to make that request or if you got a laptop you can just pick the laptop up and just haul it to the bathroom and you know stay in class while you're sitting on the toilet.
1: No, 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 no. It's just a thought. I'll just send a picture with my legs crossed. (laughs) That's what I'll do, Cliff. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. If you've ever been to a professional drag race contest, like the ones they have around Labor Day, usually, Cliff, in Indianapolis, you will know the feeling I'm talking about when these sound waves from these machines come flying past you, pounding you in the chest where you think your lungs are going to explode (laughs) okay and i looked up some of the uh, facts about this cliff and i found out that your eardrums Mm -hmm. will rupture once the sound is at 150 decibels okay slightly louder than a jet engine going off right next to you yeah your lungs would rupture at 200 decibels Ooh, so that is technically possible actually it's impossible Oh, okay. Because for a sound to be louder than 194 decibels, yeah. the air breaks down to sound waves and it can't possibly get there. Oh, okay. But it's pretty close, Cliff, and if you've ever been to one of those races, you will swear by the end of the day, you've lost at least a left lung. It hurts. <laughs> Cliff, was there anything said today? Oh, there were a few things
0: said, some of which uh, you in particular may regret later. Let's start with number three. I want to touch on Speedos. Okay, I do (laughs) regret that. Yeah, you you
1: don't want to touch on Speedos. No, I don't want to touch on that at all.
0: Number two, a lot of one-on-one time with your own breath.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to do that either, Cliff.
0: No, you don't. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, I feel like some mornings I'm not in control of what I'm doing. Well, today, yeah, that would be and that's probably why you said you wanted to touch a Speedo. Okay, we didn't have to go over that twice. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to WeedandCliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.